So I want to start this one, and this one is open. I want to encourage you to be honest, be fruitful, uh, and truthful, not fruitful, but truthful, and, and do this. I was inspired by a movie. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but there was a scene in the movie where it was a football team. Actually, I'll call it. It's the replacements, and they weren't working together um, very well. They weren't effective as a football team. So they had this locker room moment, and one thing they always caught me, and I always wanted to kind of do something similar, is fear. What was holding them back? Why weren't they able to be successful? And so that's what we're going to talk about today is fear. And it can be honest, you know, if you have a fear, and we'll, we'll kind of define fear, and then we'll look at it biblically. You know, fear, what are you afraid of? So many people are afraid of spiders. You know, that's called arachnophobia. Um, I have a house full of ladies when they see a spider, they can't kill it. They have to go through, and I have to kill it. And I'm like, what are you going to do when I'm not there that one day because of that fear? They hate spiders, and that's okay. Actually, all spiders are poisonous, believe it or not. Side, side note, all spiders are poisonous. It's just a matter of what, how much poison you get into them or an infection. All spiders. Oh, just saying one of them has more stronger that can kill you, actually. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that's a fear. And I, I'm going to ask someone, if, in a, just ask for a volunteer. But I just kind of want you to share, do you have a legitimate fear? The ocean. What, okay. Let's talk about it. No, seriously. Why, why, why do you fear the ocean? You know, that's, that's legitimate, because you know what? You know what? I appreciate that, Jackson, because you know what? I have a fear of heights. It's not so much the fear of heights. Hang on. It's not the fear of heights so much, because I'll go up high, I mean, and everything else. It's the fear of falling and the sudden stop. So I, I want to put that in there. It's not the fear of going up on a ladder or on the side of a building. It's not having the confidence and not having... The ability to go through knowing, do I have enough strength to stop myself from falling? And what do I do when I do fall? So it's the fear of falling. It's not actually the fear of heights. It's the fear of falling and, of course, the sudden stop because, you know, terraforma underneath us is right there. So that, that's a legitimate, like, I've gone into power plants, and I share this. And I, inside of power plants, um, you can go down, you can look down 15 stories. That's 15 floors. So you, you know, think a high-rise building, but you're not on a floor. You're on steel grate, and you can literally see all the way down to the concrete floor below you. And you're walking on this. Well, there's other there's other things to think about too, and that's where safety comes in, and you know all that. But there is that fear. But you had to deal with it. I had a job to do, and I had to go through and execute it. So there is that fear. Um, there's some other fears. Anyone else have a fear they want to share? Needles. What? I don't like you don't like needles? Is it, do you, so if you see a needle, you're going to freak out and run? Okay. I thought you said eels at first. Eels are terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying, but not a fear. That's, when, when I talk about a fear, Oliver, please. Uh, when I talk about a fear, something that prevents you from executing or prevents you from doing anything. You know, like I said, I talk about the fear of heights. You know, getting up on a ladder. You know, it, I get to a certain point. And it's like I don't know. And being a big guy like myself, 
you know, is the ladder rated correctly? This, you know, if I'm stepping up on my roof, is my roof going to handle my weight? You know, it's things like that that kind of consider it prevents me from doing it. That's what a fear is. What does, does something scare you enough um, that it prevents you from doing something? What? All right. No, that's fear. You know what? You know what? I mean, that, that has a foundation in the Bible. If you think about that, because who was the person in, in Genesis 3? The serpent. And the serpent's a picture of the devil, but what else is it? A picture of what we see it day in and day out is a snake. You, you kind of see it, even though every snake is not the devil. But you, you see where I'm kind of going with it? It's a representation of the devil when you see a garter snake or uh, whatever rat snake out here or even copperheads. They're all pictures and they're reminders of the devil. So that's a, that's a legitimate fear because I don't trust them either. And once you get bit by a snake or t- once or twice, you kind of get a little bit fearful of them anyway. Oliver, what do you fear? Dark. The, scared of the dark? Fear of the dark? Yes, it's just blank black and you can't see anything. And it's like that t- TV screen and you can hold your head as close as you to your face. You still don't see and you don't know what's like a few feet in front of you. Yep. You know, that's, that's a legitimate. You, you don't, you can't use your senses to, to navigate. And you're also, and your eyes are like drips on you. One time I thought I was moving my nose and I saw her, 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 her
That's all right. You know what, guys? That's the nice thing. These are fears. But there's there's another part of it. That's 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 a fear that prevents you from doing it. But there's another type of fear, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit um, inside of fear, because there's another part of fear. There's the one that prevents you from doing it, and there's another part that lets you enable you to do something here. And so we want to see the differences here. So I want to go ahead. I'm going to start out here. I'm going to define based off of a biblical definition. Um, inside of here, so that's why I have my iPad. It is for my concordance on here. And so the first, you know, there's different versions of this. Um, it is a Hebrew word to start out with, and we'll see that here in a second. And then we'll see the Greek version. You're going to see that they're very similar um, inside of here. Um, it is from the Hebrew word um, morah. So you're learning a little little um, Hebrew here. Um, and it has um, there, so we talk about it by implication, a fearful thing or deed. And that's the kind of fear that we just all mentioned here, whether it's heights, claustrophobia, needles, arachnophobia, whatever those fears are, those are the ones that's a fearful thing. It's scary um, right there by implication or a deed um, right there. Terror. It brings terror. You know, when you get up there, I still get queasy when I see pictures of people like on top of skyscrapers, on top of the antenna, and they're doing the selfies with the selfie stick up there. I still get, I get weak need in there. That's a terrible thing. That's terror. And you, and you shake with it, um, right there. So that's the first instance of that, um, inside of this. So that's, that's a Hebrew version of that. Um, there's a couple different ones right here. But here's the other part of it. Um, so that mora word um, right there, that's the first instance that we see in the Bible. We'll go to that Bible verse here in a second. But it also has another foundation word um, right there. And it's called yare. That's the Hebrew word, yare. And what it means is for the fear is to morally to revere. I want you guys to think about that one. Morally to revere. And then it also says positively to frighten, to be afraid. That gives you a reason to, but we want to work on this first part of it. Morally to revere, reverence, respect. Think about that. You revere the Lord. We want to have respect. So we have two aspects of the same word. We have the negative part, the one that terrifies us and scares us and prevents us from doing it. And then we have the other part of it. And that's the one right there, morally to revere, the willingness to go forward and respect the Lord and honor Him. And that's what we want to focus on um, right here. So I just want to go through here. Um, so this specific version of the word appears in the Bible 314 times. Just that one version. Now the word fear exists in the Bible 385 times. But just version of the word, morally to revere. It tells you there's an emphasis that we need to hold the fear of the Lord. When we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're to revere the Lord. And that's where we're going with this. Because um, you're going to go through and we can see it time and time again that they don't, you know, the nation of Israel or even parts of the church or the Gentiles don't revere the world or revere the Lord, excuse me. And what you're going to see happens at the end in, Gen or in Revelation 19 there's going to be consequences because you didn't revere the Lord. And that's where we're going with this, is we got to learn to see, hey, there's a part of fear that prevents us from moving that's healthy, too. 
it makes you stop and think. I want to encourage you on that. If you have a fear of heights, what do you have to do right there? First off, you got to mentally prepare. When I have to get up on a ladder or I got to climb up, um, up into roofs and buildings and whatnot, I have to stop and think. I have to mentally prepare. And how I do that is I stop and I pray. Okay, and that's going to be one of the applications that we're going to do here. When you run into a fearful situation that's terrifying and you're scared, we need to stop and pray. And that's how we can address that issue. And from there, then we can give it over to the Lord. And that's when we honor Him because we went to the Lord in prayer. We're able to go through and conquer that fear for the Lord. So I want you guys to be encouraged as we go through here and look at that. So if you would, open your Bibles, and actually I'm going to use my Bible as well, even though I have it right here. Go to Genesis 9. That's the first instance. Remember, as we go through new Bible studies, you know, we talk about um, first mention and last mention. We talk about context. So we need to go through um, and look at this. So in Genesis 9, you know, as we go through and look at this, Genesis 9, what's going on in Genesis 9? Anyone remember just brief Bible history? Right. He's getting ready to open up the doors and they're getting ready to go through here and he's setting some things in order. So let's look at this. Um, so we'll start in verse 9. Um, verse 1, uh, Genesis 9 1. It says, God blessed Noah and his sons. And said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. We've heard that before in Genesis. We heard it again after the flood. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, and upon all the movement of the earth, upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hands are they delivered. So we have that very first fear. Um that we talked to um, is we're responsible for this. This is that where we talk about stewardship. It's that fear. It's the implication um, that you have to take care of this. So that's where we're going to see this application. It's a little bit different, but we can see right there that's the fear of you. It's the dread that you have to go through and take care of the beasts of the earth and upon the fowl of the air and upon the move all that move upon the earth. We have a responsibility, you know, as believers, and it's been set back here. It actually goes back to Genesis um, 1 when God, or, yeah, Genesis, yeah. So when God established the earth. So this is, this God's just reaffirming what he did here of Noah, that we do have a responsibility, and it is a burden um, to go through there. So that's part of the, the fear that we have here. It's part of our responsibility um, to do this. It's not the fear that scares us. It's the fear that we have to honor the Lord. And that's a great example of that. Alright, so I have another one here. Let me go back over here. So let's go to 1 Samuel 12. Because we want to be encouraged. We want to have a mindset of the Lord here. So 1 Samuel 12. And this one just resonated with me because, again, it's that, that, that attitude of fear that we need to have. 1 Samuel 12, 20. 
right? Actually, 12.24. Excuse me, not 12.20. Well, actually, we'll, we'll actually start in 12, 1 Samuel 12.20. And it says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. Fear not. Revere the Lord. So he's addressing the issue. They had a sin issue. They still have a sin issue. We have a sin issue to this day. But fear not. You know, you, you do not turn from following the Lord, but serve Him with all your heart. And in verse 24, only fear the Lord. Revere the Lord. I want you guys to think about fear when you see it. In this case, it's not being, um, you know, it's not a terrible thing, but revere the Lord. Start, you know, start kind of thinking synonyms, other words that kind of go in here. Revere, only revere the Lord. Serve Him in truth with your heart for, consider how great things He have done for you. It's through that love of God that He's given us that He's done some great things. You know what? These are the things He's already done for us. This isn't including the promise of Him sending His Son. That's yet to be fulfilled. God's already done great things for us. That's another reason why we should honor Him. That's another reason why you should honor your parents um, as we go through this. They have done great things for you. They want to do more for you to equip you as we go through here. So I want you guys to kind of think about that. And I, yes, I used the word. I substituted revere. I know the scripture said fear. But I want you guys to kind of think, how does this apply as we go through and read the Bible? What does that mean? Because it, it can be daunting. It can be a challenge to understand. I don't quite understand what that means. And that's where you got to get into a word study like we're doing right now. It kind of get the understanding of this. Because I don't know all the answers, but these word studies help me understand the Bible. And it's one of the tools that you can use right there. So there's a book right there next to Jackson, next to his water bottle, underneath his weapon right there. It's a Strong's Concordance. That's what I'm using. I'm just using a digital version of that to quickly go through. And it lists all the Bible verses and gives you definitions um, inside of there. Another um, Bible verse, um, let's jump over to Proverbs. Proverbs is actually... Before we do that, um, there was another one here. So Luke's teaching in Joshua right now. There are some great stories right here. So let's go to Joshua 4.24. And we know Joshua is a picture of Christ. Um, Joshua 4.24 says that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord. Alright? We want people to know that it is mighty that you might fear the Lord your God forever. You need to revere the Lord forever. And so I I just thought that just kind of resonated um, inside of there. A little bit before that, in Joshua 4.14, it says, On that day the Lord magnified Joshua in the sight of all of Israel. And they feared him, and they feared as they feared Moses all the days of his life. 
they revered Joshua, just like they revered Moses, when they should be, you know, revering the Lord. The Lord wants that relationship right there. He's establishing order in how we approach that right there. All right. Um, continuing on here, so we did First Samuel. Uh, let's jump over to Proverbs. Job has a lot of it in there um, as well. Psalms has um, a lot about dealing with fear. But I want to start in Proverbs. Um, it just, like I said, resonated for me as well there. I just mentioned Psalms, but I'm saying go to Proverbs. All right, so Psalm or Proverbs. Go to Proverbs one. You know, and you know, this is really good because the book of Solomon or Proverbs from Solomon is a book of wisdom. You know, if you need wisdom. You want to know the mind of the Lord. Proverbs is a great place to go look at it. So in Proverbs 1.7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But the fool despise wisdom and instruction. So if you revere the Lord, that's the beginning of your journey and the knowledge of what God wants from you. So that's, that's just kind of going through here. Um, um, just to prepare for it. Um, but now I go over to Proverbs 127. There's the other side of the coin. So we're talking about revering the Lord with the fear. In Proverbs 127, it actually goes over here. It says, when your fear cometh as desolation, that's that fear that scares you and is terrifying. And your destruction cometh as a whirlwind when the distress and anguish cometh upon you. When fear cripples you, that's that desolation. That's the destruction that's coming onto you. There's anger involved with it because you don't know what to do. You know, it, it cripples you. you. You might have a panic attack um, um, in dealing with your fear, like fear of heights. It might be so crippling and it might be frustrating. It's going to be frustrating for the other person that's counting on you to maybe go up on the ladder to throw shingles on a roof or something. It, there's, there's that side of it and it will destroy um, right here. It will cause desolation. Um, right there, so you can't let the fear, that the, the bad part of fear, control your life. You got to have, you have your focus with the Lord. Um, trying to think. Trying to think of another one here. Proverbs is just full of the word fear. It almost seems like almost every every chapter in Proverbs has something related to fear. So it is something to be aware of. All right, there's Proverbs 23:17, and that one just kind of just popped out at me. I had a list of these. I don't want to go. We don't have that much time for it. So in 23:17, let let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all day long. Don't be inside the sin part of it. Let your heart for the Lord be with him all day long. And then we're 
get down here and then I'm going to wrap up. We're going to go to Malachi, I believe. Yes, Malachi 4.2. So this is going to wrap up the Old Testament part of it, which is great. You know, kind of having, you know, have the mind, you know, set the established process of having the mind for the Lord. And this is a promise right here. So if we go in here, Malachi, you know, gives us the prophecy of Jesus Christ coming, you know, and we have the 400 years of silence between Malachi and Matthew in the, you know, in the New Testament. And it says here in verse 4 of Malachi 4, 2, it says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. There's a promise right there. That is a promise. God is, if you have the fear of the Lord, the, rever- the reverence for the Lord, you know, you're going to have the Son of Righteousness arise with healing. He's going to get you through this. And so that's, you know, the Old Testament. And, you know, we make the transition. And now we're going to move over here into Matthew one twenty. And again, we, we see another we see another version of the word fear. And get the definition here. So this is now the Greek translation. And the word is phobio. And it is the one to be frightened of. That's that fear I told you, that terrible fear. Um, to be frightened of, to be alarmed. But there's another part of that fear as well, that definition. So we traditionally think about the one of being scared or frightened to have an alarm. But we also have the other one that is to be in awe, is to revere. And then we have to be afraid. Um, but there's a different one, you know, afraid fear. Um, they say exceedingly reverence. We need to have that reverence for God to be afraid of what God can do. Not because he can do anything, because he is the creator. And this version of the um, the word fear exists 110 times in the New Testament in 90 verses. So you see that we have a lot of different fear that exists in the Bible. So you guys, again, just kind of be a preparer. We have that one that's to be afraid of, alarmed, but then we have the other one to be revering here. And that's what we actually see here in Matthew one twenty. Is but why you thought on these things? Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost." There's the promise of Jesus Christ right there. And Joseph was afraid. A lot of things to be afraid of. His wife was pregnant, but it wasn't by him. You know that's. That reputation means everything in ancient culture. It means everything today. He was afraid of what was going to happen, what people were going to say. He didn't want to be part of the murmuring and the gossip. But the you know the the angels of the Lord came to him and said, "Hey, an angel of the Lord, fear not. Hold on to God right there." And we can see that we have some applications here as we go through and look at this. Um, 
Let me go back over here. I think we're going to Acts 2. Because, you know, through the gospel, um, the Lord is dealing with, you know, a lot of the fear that the apostles, as they were ministering um, to the to the people of Israel at the time, they were going through and, and working through some of those fears. But what happens in Acts 2? Anyone? There you go. Can you repeat that again, Isabella, please? Huh? Can you repeat it louder, please? And it's X. Um, yeah, X two forty three. So let's go to X two forty three. I had it. And it says, And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that were, and then all that believed were together, and it had all things in common. You can see that they, actually, I probably should go back um, um, right here. I'll go back to verse, um, Uh, verse 41 says, Then they that were gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they, um, there were added to them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. We have a picture of worship right there. You know, when we revere the Lord as a church, that's what we're doing today. We revere the Lord. We're learning about the Lord and we're coming together, you know, to learn about what He wants to do. We're going to break here in a little bit and we're going to go into main service. Again, we're doing exactly what's been laid out right here in Acts 2, um, 41 through, um, 44. We're going to revere the Lord together. And you can see that they, um, and we have many things in common. That's powerful, in my opinion, if you think about that. If you think about what we do today, and just kind of think about it in perspective, if it wasn't for God, how many of us would we really know each other? Let's, let's stop and think about that for a second. If it wasn't for God. I, I have some exceptions. I have family in this room. You know, I, you know, I have my daughter and I have my niece and nephew in this room. So I, I knew them through that, um, you know, before that. But if it wasn't having that reverence for the Lord and coming to HBF, I wouldn't know any of you. And then, you know, you wouldn't have got to know me. I wouldn't known L. Hedges. I don't think our paths would have crossed if it wasn't for the Lord, if you think about it. Now, Juju and Amy, maybe, because they are in choir together. So their paths may be right there. But if you start looking about how the connections work, 
I wouldn't know the Gibsons. I wouldn't know the Fleshmans, Oliver, Claire and Jessa, Isabel, Hallie. I wouldn't know any of you guys. That's how God works. And He brings us together here. And it's through that fear, that reverence of the Lord that brings us together with it. Uh, let's see. I did see this one here. Um, I'm not going to go to that one. Audible. Um, let's go to Philippians 4 um, real quick. And then we're going to go over to Timothy here after that. Because we need to have that other part of what we're doing here with this is through the Lord here. And this is how we have an attitude of reverence. And that's why I went to Philippians 4. This one is um, very important. Um, we start in Philippians 4.4. 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto man. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. That's how you revere the Lord. That's how you honor Him with the fear of the Lord, towards the Lord. Is you need to go through here. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. Not just this, not that, but everything. We need to give over to the Lord. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's the other part of it. So prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We gotta be thankful. We gotta have an attitude of gratitude as we go through here. That gives us that closer relationship with the Lord. All right, jump over to 2 Timothy 1.7. All right, so we talk about, you know, the two types of fear. Here's what God's um, provided, you know, Paul, as he was writing to Timothy. He says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be thou not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. He didn't give us that power and that spirit of fear. He didn't give us that ability to, that cripple us that prevents us from executing for the Lord. He's given us power. That's how we overcome. And He's given it of love. It's through love. And a sound mind. we got to have the mind of God. And if we have that through this, we'll be able to worship the Lord effectively. And then, we're going to wrap up right here. Uh, go to Revelation um, 19. So there are some options here that are going to go on if you don't have the reverent attitude for the Lord, the fear of the Lord. There's going to eventually be some consequences. 
We don't see it here in 1905 yet, but we're getting there. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and that ye, ye that fear him, both small and great. It doesn't matter the size of you. It's your heart attitude that matters. What we need to have right here, we need to reverend the Lord as much as possible. But there's a warning. If you don't have this reverent attitude towards the Lord, you don't have a fear towards the Lord, there's going to be consequences. And it is eternal. You can see we're at the end of our study here, at the end of the Bible. We're in Revelations. A Revelation, excuse me. You know what's coming in Revelation. God's judgment is coming. And it is going to be something that you do not want to be a part of. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's going to be some things that are going to happen. And we know the serpent's going to be cast down. The devil is going to be cast down into the lake of fire for eternity. And so we want to be prepared for this. So in Revelation 21.8, it says, But the fearful... Actually, I probably should go up. Um verse 7 here. Actually, I'll start in verse 6. And he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of water, life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he shall be my son. There's a promise right there. That's God's promise to us. But the fearful, and so in verse 8 right there, we I go into context again. But the fearful, the ones that are terrified, the ones that don't want to execute and revere the Lord, you know, it says the fearful, it's a part of the list. The um, and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So if you have a fear that is preventing you from knowing the Lord, that's preventing you from accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is going to be a consequence. This is real. And it's going to be the second death. That's going to be eternity in the lake of fire. Again, I, I mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. Two worst ways to die, being burned alive and drowning. Think about that. You're doing them together at the lake of fire. Put that in context. And if you're fearful, if you don't want to go through it, you don't want to engage because you're terrified of the church or whatnot associated to this, there's going to be an accountability. You know, you have those that are fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and liars. All those are going to face that death, that second death. So I just want you guys to kind of go through and kind of think about that. We see the two sides of fear. We have the fear that we want to revere the Lord. That's the fear the Lord wants us. We know that He's exalted. He's up high. That is the Lord. He can do all things. And that's where we need to be there. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, Set your affections on things above, not of this earth. That terrible, terrorizing fear that you may experience, whether it's whatever that we talked about, fear of heights, snakes, spiders, claustrophobia, whatever, that is not godly. 
That is a tool of the adversary. Because the adversary doesn't want you to have a relationship with God. He's using that. He's using that, that bad fear to keep, through, to keep you from the Lord. But when you have a good relationship with the Lord and you revere Him and you fear what the Lord can do because He did everything, especially through His Son, Jesus Christ, we have that, we have a reason to, to honor Him. And that's what it is. There's the, the two coins, the two sides of fear. Which side do you want to go through? You know, that's, that, that's the question I want you guys to leave. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you guys to know that we do have, there's two sides to this. Okay. Anyone have any questions? There's a lot there. There's more that can be done on that. That was just kind of a brief overview over fear. You know, one of my biggest fears, and it's a terrifying fear, and, and, and it came to light recently, so I'll be honest about it, is what happens um, when I'm gone. I'm not talking about, you know, my, a legacy or anything else. How does the Word of God continue? That's my fear. A couple weeks ago, we were at um, a near dear saint that went is present with the Lord and absent from the body. He had a profound impact on a lot of people, and we're there celebrating his life. You know what? He went and he revered the Lord. So he had the good fear. He didn't have the bad fear of what's going to happen after he's gone. The fear is, you know, I have some Bible knowledge. I need to share this with you. And then from there, I want you to share it with someone else. That's what discipleship's about. And, you know, it, it caught me off guard. It's like I wasn't doing what I needed to do to help propel this to the next level to continue it. That's my fear. That's the fear that's happening in a church that's terrifying. Is there's other churches. They don't believe in discipleship. They don't believe investing in their congregation. They don't believe in going out and witnessing and evangelizing. They're going to die. And there's no way to pick it back up. It's just going to die and it's going to go away. It, and it's something serious to think about. And that was a fear that got me going. And that's why I kind of started this convert, you know, this study is I need to have that fear. I don't want discipleship to die. When I'm gone from this earth, I want it to be able to continue. I want, you know, not just Cameron to learn and share the Bible. I want Lucas to be able to, Jackson, Jackson, or Bryson, or Oliver. You guys have to pick up, and the ladies in this room, you're gonna to have to pick up the mantle as well. And that's the, you know, that's, that's my fear, the terrifying fear, is if you're not engaging, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're not engaging in discipleship, then that fear of it propelling the gospel is gonna die as well. And that, that's a fear that hit me hard recently. And I don't want that to die. It's something that's awesome. It's something that's incredible. So I just wanted to share my heart a little bit about that. So, again, if you guys have any questions, please see myself, see Luke, see Brenda. I know Brenda's not here right now. Or if you see Nick or Kendra, you have any questions, please. You don't have to ask them now. But if you want to talk, we're available and we can talk, and we'll be happy to talk with you. All right? With that being said, if there's no questions or anything, 
Let's go ahead and pray it out. We'll be dismissed and we'll go into the main service. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you and we just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for this incredible time that you've given us together. Just opening up the word and seeing how we need to revere you, Lord, and how we need to fear you in the proper way, Lord, not having the terrible fear. Lord, we just ask you to keep everyone safe as they go to Winter Jam tonight and all the travel that's going to be on right there. Lord, we just ask you to keep every student here ready to go for school and all the other activities that they may be doing. Lord, I lift this all up to you in your great and holy name. Amen.